What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Ba-do-de-doom, dum-dum, dum-da-dum, ba-do-de-doom, dum-dum, dum-da-dum. What is going on, everybody? Welcome, one and all, to our Dallas Cowboys postgame show here at bloggingtheboys.com. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you are happy. We hope you are safe. We hope you are healthy. We hope you are having the merriest Merry Christmas of all. And before we get going, I want to remind you as I look for what I'm looking for here on our platform that our postgame show is presented to you by Righteous Felon Craft Jerky, the jerky that helps fuel our 11 and 4 Dallas Cowboys. That is correct. Righteous Felon Jerky and Biltong are available for Cowboys players at the Ford Center training facility. Each two ounce bag of jerky has 16 to 20 grams of protein. Biltong 32 and each meat stick has a grams of protein if it's good enough for the 11 and 4 Dallas Cowboys it has got to be good enough for you too righteous felon uses locally sourced all natural black Angus beef and prides itself on superior quality revolutionary branding and unique flavors that go beyond the stereotypical jerky offering go to righteousfelon.com and use discount code btb15 for 15 percent off of your order today that is righteousfelon.com discount code btb15 for 15 percent off of your order today can i get a merry christmas in the chat can i get a merry christmas in the chat if your dallas cowboys defeated the philadelphia eagles on saturday afternoon christmas eve man alive what a game 40 to 34 the final score the good guys won and the losers lost that is correct the cowboys now 11 and 4 the philadelphia eagles two losses this season both within the nfc east did you know that the Eagles have more losses within the division just this season alone? Five opportunities they've had against the division than Dak Prescott does against the NFC East over his last 19 games. Dak is this division's daddy. Let the Eagles say it. Let the Giants say it. Let the commanders say it. I know that the Eagles are likely going to get some hats and t-shirts next Sunday afternoon against the New Orleans Saints. We're not here to talk about that. We are here to talk about how Dak Prescott was on absolute fire against the Philadelphia Eagles. How the Philadelphia Eagles, who I'll be honest, had an impressive game with Gardner Minshew, but in the process, kind of proved Micah Parsons is right a little bit, right? The system, that's what Micah said. It's, you know, Jalen's a great player. Jalen's a great quarterback, but this Eagles team is very, very, very talented. But this Eagles team now has two losses because the Dallas Cowboys handed them one on Saturday afternoon at AT AT&T Stadium. Michael Grove, thank you for joining the chat. Says, ho, 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 bah humbug, send the dirty birds home. I love it. I am in such a phenomenal mood. Let's get to your super chats. This is your postgame show. I am merely your puppet. I am merely your, um, what is it, a nutcracker? I'm just here to dance. You tell me the directions we're going to move in. Yes, we'll get to a stock report. We'll talk about those things, but we are here to celebrate. We are here to spread all of the Christmas cheer throughout the world, throughout the internet. Logical fan, thank you for the super chats. It could be the fifth string Eagles. A win is a win. Look, 
it is unfortunate. And and that's let's let's just be let's be fair. It is unfortunate that Jalen Hurts did not play in this game. And had Jalen Hurts even played in this game, I don't know that we would have gotten a full scale analysis on, on these two teams, right? These two teams both already in the playoffs. These two teams kind of both locked into their playoff positioning. If you're curious, we'll get to the exact details as we move along here. Um, so it, it was kind of hard. So you've got that factor. You've got the Jalen Hurts injury factor. You've got the factor, obviously, that they might meet again. So not everybody wants to show all of their cards, whatever the case may be. But make no mistake about it. All right, this is what Eagles fans told us back then, and they were right. Just like the Cowboys played to win without Dak Prescott in week six with Cooper Rush, the Eagles played to win this game, and they damn near did. They deserve a lot of credit. Look, I'm going to take every opportunity I can to flex, to troll, and believe you me, to rub Brandon Lee Gowden's face in all this on Wednesday's episode of the NFC East Mixtape right here in the blog in the boys universe this was a huge win for the dallas cowboys and make no mistake about it it was a huge loss for the philadelphia eagles they wanted this game they played to win this game and they learned how impressive how formidable how very good the dallas cowboys are let's move on sam nelson thank you for the super chats it's great to get the dub but i'm really concerned about the lack of a reliable third corner defense has been giving up more points lately we will get to this all right the cowboys defense Oh my gosh, Basuda, baby, Basuda. It was not a great outing. I will tell you right now that Dan Quinn is firmly on my stock down list. You can, of course, read my stock report at bloggingtheboys.com. Also on Instagram, I make a point to post it over there. Carlos, thank you for the super chances. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Shout out to Kevin McAllister. Cowboys forever, Eagles for never. Stock up Dak Prescott for rebounding after that awful interception and giving Nick Sirianni a lump of L for Christmas. Did you know, everybody, did, did you know that Nick Sirianni has never defeated the Dak Prescott-led Dallas Cowboys? Nick Sirianni is 1-3 against the Dallas Cowboys as the head coach of the Eagles. That one win came against Cooper Rush. Nick Sirianni, who wore a beat Dallas shirt last year. That's right. People don't forget, Nick. Nick Sirianni has never defeated the Dallas Cowboys at AT&T Stadium. You really just absolutely hate to see it, don't you, Nick Sirianni? Kevin, thank you for joining the chat. Says RJ, Merry Christmas. Vance says, Feliz Navidad. Oh, yeah. I mean, the spirit is alive, baby. If you're not feeling electric right now, what what goes on? I mean, what 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 pumps through your heart? What, what pumps through your aortic pump, as Joey Tribbiani once wrote in a letter from Monica and Chandler? If you are not over the moon right now, where are you? All right, my wife and I watched It's a Wonderful Life last night. I'll lasso this moon down for you, baby. I'll bring it right here so you can get over the moon. This win was incredible. It was amazing. This was maybe the game of the year across the NFL. Maybe not that far, but it was one of the best games that we have seen all throughout the NFL, and the Dallas Cowboys won, and the Philadelphia Eagles lost. Johnny Boy RN says the defense was built for a defensive design, but the scheme must make up for the matchup. I agree. I agree. One A. Dak haters. Would anybody like me to read Dak Prescott's stat line? All right. Would anybody like this? Gather around, kids. Get your favorite Christmas snack. Get a cup of hot chocolate. Pour something in it if you'd like uh, to make it a little bit stronger. Dak Prescott against those dirty birds from Philadelphia. Dak Prescott, yes, he threw a pick six early on. All right. It was terrible. We'll talk about that. Don't worry. But outside of that was remarkable. Dak overall, I'll tell you on the ground, Dak Prescott had six rushing attempts. Really great to see. And dude, go out of bounds, Dak. Oh my gosh. But Dak Prescott, six carries, 41 yards, 27 of 35, 347 yards, 30 of them, over 30 of them to T.Y. Hilton on a just unbelievable third down conversion. Uh, 347 yards total, three touchdowns, the one interception that we talked about. Again, it was an awful pick six. Nobody is going to, to deny that. It was terrible. It was awful. It was disgusting. Blah, 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 blah. 
but they overcame it. The Cowboys won this game 40 to 34. They were down early, 10 to nothing. Think about that, all right? I'm not trying to sit here and brag and tell you it's a good thing the Cowboys were down 10 nothing, but they were down 10 to nothing against maybe the best team in the NFL, and they came back and won. If that doesn't give you belief to, to, to assign some, some modicum of hope to them, what will? I mean, if, if you can't believe that they can drag themselves out of a hole, even if they dug that hole themselves, you are not paying full and proper attention. Zach says, welcome, T.Y. Hilton. Holy crap, man, alive, T.Y. Hilton. What a time to show up. In fact, we are going to get to the stock report, but, you know, it's not enough, I think, for, for T.Y. to make a stock up, right? It's just one moment, although if you want to give it to him, I'm totally fine. I'm super cool giving T.Y. Hill an honorable mention. Whole, I mean, the Cowboys have made a lot of decisions in the wide receiver department, and Michael Gallup started off a little bit slow but came on strong. I know the sun got in his eyes, whatever. Thankfully, Michael Gallup showed up. Other than that, every decision the Cowboys have made is kind of blown up in their face, right? They signed James Washington. He was a healthy scratch today. They drafted Jalen Tolbert. That hasn't worked out. I mean, they have not really rebounded from moving on from Amari Cooper, but T.Y. Hilton shows up and in his first game makes a huge play. We love you, T.Y. Hilton. All right, I traded for T.Y. myself on my Madden franchise, so I'm using him with my Cowboys team that I control. Uh, Thomas paid us money here at our BTB YouTube channel to say this, so everybody, thank you, Thomas, for the Christmas gift. Says, imagine bragging about this game. Um, I don't know what this uh, comment at the very end of this is, is meant to say or meant to imply, Thomas. You did pay to say this, uh, so if you're trying to be rude, uh, you're doing a very good job. So thank you, Thomas, for approving that the Dallas Cowboys live in your head rent-free. Michael says, what about Ziegler? He's finally running like a beast seven games in a row with some touchdowns. Um, I, I don't know if you meant uh, Zeke. Uh, I don't know if that's what you meant here, but Zeke has eight games in a row with a touchdown now. Uh, Brian, thank you for the comments. As Arjun, let's be real and honest here. The Eagles are the best team in the NFL this year, just not tonight. I like that. Um, I like that comment a lot. Ed says, I'm going to say stock down Micah. I don't think Micah can be a full-time edge rusher, should be off the ball and blitz situationally. All right, let me take a sip of my orange soda here. Um, I don't know that I would say stock down, um, but um, I do agree that we're seeing Micah you know, proving that he needs some rest, right? We, we saw that Micah begging for the, the timeout on fourth down at the very end. Um, I would not say stock down. I think Micah was influential in his own way. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you have to utilize him in a number of different ways. Speaking of off-ball linebackers, we're going to talk about Anthony Barn a little bit. Logical fans says, T.Y. is player of the game for me. He saved the game literally. Kenneth says, Jerry said he brought T.Y. in for one play. Jerry is the smartest man on earth. Um, man, uh, Thomas is proving that he is a, a bad person, seemingly, by his comments. So we are going to block Thomas. I'm so sorry uh, if you're in the chat here uh, for Thomas, uh, who we just blocked here. We don't – look. We're all for having fun. We're all for having a good time. We're all for talking trash. We're all for picking on the Eagles right now, obviously. Uh, but this is meant to be something we do in good fun. Uh, we're meant to be a family around here. If you can't be a, a civilized person, if you can't respect people, you're definitely going to get booted out of this chat. So uh, Thomas fit that uh, that bill. So Thomas, uh, Merry Christmas. Hope it's a good one for you, but you won't be around here uh, blogging the boys. Astro Joe says Biotish is the player of the game. Tyler Biotish, yeah. That's a great point. I mean, we didn't give Tyler Biotish any love, but he saved the game with his fumble recovery. I mean, this was not Tyron Smith's best hour at right tackle, but I think we're all willing um, to give him some benefit of the doubt, right? It was only his second game at the position in over a decade. Uh, and plus, it's it's difficult to work against this Eagles front. They are one of the, the more talented pass rushing groups in the NFL. So, um, man, just um, just tough. Scott says that this defense or the defense, excuse me, what has happened? Look, I know the Cowboys won and we want to celebrate, but let's go ahead and get to it. My first stock down. I'm going to start there because we have a lot of stock ups to get. to. I only have two. I'm sorry, three downs. One of them is Dan Quinn. All right. Here we go. 
you all told me, not all of you, but a, a lot of you told me, I, I have fought the good fight on behalf of Mike McCarthy. I have fought the good fight, and I'm very proud of myself. I think Mike McCarthy is an amazing coach. I think he doesn't get enough credit. But every time I try to give Mike McCarthy even just a slice of credit, even just a, a sliver of credit, there are all sorts of people in my Twitter mentions who say, this is Dan Quinn. What are you talking about giving this credit to Mike McCarthy? How can you give this credit to Mike McCarthy? Mike's doing nothing. Dan Quinn is doing everything. The Cowboys are who they are because of Dan Quinn not because of Mike McCarthy. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Dan Quinn is trash. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Dan Quinn is one of the worst defensive coordinators in the NFL because that would be a massive overreaction, and I don't believe any of those things. But Dan Quinn is not finding the way that we have seen other sides of the ball find a way throughout this season. Kevin says, loss of our starting corner and our starting slot corner and Leighton Vander Esch hurts. That's fair. We'll give you that, Dan. Kevin's comment continues, but Dan hasn't been creative lately. No longer moving Parsons around is a mistake. Here's the thing. I'm all for giving Dan Quinn the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, dude, Anthony Brown's out. Jordan Lewis is out. Kudos what you're doing with Deron Bland, who had an amazing interception in this game. Right? You deserve all the all the credit in the world for that. But, Dan, do you have to find a way, man? Kellen Moore found a way without Cooper or without Dak Prescott. I mean, you have to find a way, Dan Quinn. And here's the thing, Dan. If sending all this pressure – on third and long, third and, and, and legitimate, if sending pressure on third down is not working, maybe don't do it again. You know, you want to do it one more time? You want to do it twice? You want to kind of get a, a, a legitimate sample size here? Fine. Th just, Dan, you cannot do that. The, the Eagles never punted in this game. Now they had turnovers. They had the turnover on downs, right? Like that's not to say they didn't have poor offensive showings. And, and some of their turnovers obviously uh, were were gifts, right? The, uh, the, the Gardner Minshew, Boston Scott kind of mishandled. That was a bit of a gift. Obviously, at the very end, this last turnover on downs, the game situation is hectic and crazy, so it's not exactly a normal drive, normal possession. But, Dan, dude, you have to find a way. And here's the thing. All right, people, I'm not saying you saying people, but people bagged on the offense when Dak was out, when Michael Gallup was out, when Tyron Smith was out, said, you got to find a way. We need to see Zeke. We need to see Tony. We need to see, you know, all CD, blah, blah, blah. Dan Quinn, I understand you're missing all these people, but you still have Micah Parsons. You still have Trayvon Diggs. You still have J. Ron Curse. You still have Demarcus Lawrence. You still have your superstars, bro. You have to find a way. Back to back to back to back weeks. Dan Quinn has not put forth a, a, a promising performance since the Vikings game. I mean, you, you can honestly kind of say that in some legitimate truth. There have been moments, obviously, since then that have been awesome. But for the most part, Dan Quinn's defense is getting worked. And so that's why we're just going to get through all the stock downs. If you're cool with that, everybody, I'm going to give Dan Quinn a stock down. Trayvon, I love you. But dude, Trayvon, man. And, and for the most part, outside, look. I thought Trayvon early in this game had a similar kind of start to Dak Prescott, right? Got beat by AJ Brown early and then kind of hung on and clamped on and everything got well again. Um, but, but man, you know, the, the touchdown to Devontae Smith, what are you doing, Trayvon Diggs? So, Trayvon, this is a stock down game for me. I still believe in Trayvon Diggs. Still think he's one of the best uh, corners in the NFL. But that was certainly not the case today against the Eagles, where the Cowboys beat them, by the way. And my final stock down, Anthony Barr. I know he had the fumble recovery. That was awesome. Deserves a lot of credit for that, obviously. But Anthony Barr, man, Leighton Vanderesh, please get healthy soon. We, we have not properly calculated or talked about over the last, call it six weeks or so, um, about it. Anthony Brown. All of you, Anthony Brown, he sucks. He's terrible. Right. Anthony Brown, kind of important. Leighton Vanderesh, we've all kind of just taken for granted. We've all kind of assumed that Leighton's just going to be there all the time, right? Leighton's going to be good. This is going to be fine. This is going to be great. Anthony Barr, you know, not, not now. So here's the thing. Roberto says Barr played well. I think Barr got 
a teeny bit better at the end of this game. But for the most part, this was a rough scene for Anthony Barr. Ricky brings up the dropped interception. Everyone's going to sit here all week long and pick a Dax pick six, rightfully so, horrible play. If, if the Anthony Barr interception happens, if he pulls off the one of the easiest interception opportunities he's ever going to get in his life, the Eagles don't have those three points. Imagine if at the very end of this game, it's Philly 31, Dallas 40. It's a much less stressful situation, but because Anthony Barr dropped an interception, that does not happen. James, I don't know what's happening here in the comments. You said Dak is pissing you off. I don't know how that could possibly be true. Zach says, RJ, I thought I'd never say this. I miss Anthony Brown. You should miss Anthony Brown, Zach. You really should. Doxon7 says Diggs needs to chill on trying to jump routes. While I am going to assign Diggs a stock down for this game, um, I disagree with this because that's who he is. You live and you die with that, but you do have to modify and adjust it. So I don't mean to speak out of both sides of my mouth, but Drayvon Diggs and his style, I think, are, um, are, are I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that in, in the large, if that makes sense. Kevin, thank you for the super chat. Says, Dak did everything, all caps, he needed to do to prove the naysayers wrong tonight. Um, now, obviously, Dak had the pick six. Uh, that is, um, you know, not a, a, a thing you want to have happen. Um, but Dak was incredible. And Dak, we talked about this a week ago, was really, really, really good against the Jaguars. The pick six at the end kind of put this ugly cover on the game. Dak was masterful. I mean, this this was this was Rain Dakota Prescott. I mean, this, this was one of the finest quarterback performances that we have seen in the NFL this year. I mean, seriously, pick any game you want. Pick any game that any quarterback has played this year. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, you know, whoever you want. Jalen Hurts, for that matter. Pick any game that any quarterback has had this year. This Dak game against Philadelphia, when it was time for the Cowboys to have it, absolutely right there up there. May not be the very best, but holy crap, it is top five. Dak was dealing. The third and 30, you can argue, was a bit of a prayer, right? It worked out, but holy crap, that's why T.Y. Hilton is here. We've been saying, oh, James, and I don't want to come back to T.Y. I mean, we should, you know, T.Y., obviously awesome times, but that's why T.Y.'s here. That's what James Washington was supposed to be, but Dak Prescott found him. Think about the prayer that was. I mean, just an incredible play, but Dak Prescott over and over and over and over and over again when the Cowboys had to have it, was money, was clutch, was perfect, was whatever you want to call it. And if anybody's going to sit here, and I'm not trying to say this to you, Kevin, but if anybody here is going to uh, give their attention to some national show or national podcast or whatever the case may be, your time is yours, and we're grateful that you spend any of it here with us at Blog and the Boys. But if you're going to spend your time with somebody or some place that's devoted to crafting silly narratives, that's up to you. But the Cowboys were unbelievable in this game because of Dak Prescott. I mean, what a marvelous performance this was for the Cowboys. I mean, their possessions in the second half, they came out, they punted. That was rough. Then the field goal, then the touchdown, then the touchdown, then the field goal, the field goal. They scored on every single possession in the second half except for the first one. And sure, you would always love to get touchdowns, but the Cowboys kept themselves alive because of Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott breathed life. Dak Prescott was like literally Santa Claus carrying the sack of gifts to every single house that throughout AT&T Stadium. I know that that ultimately doesn't make sense as an analogy, but it works for me. And so I'm going to go ahead and keep going with it. Anthony, thank you for the super chat. I love you so much. Anthony says, Merry Christmas, RJ, friend to us. A child is born. Orale, Cowboys. Um, seriously, what an incredible time of year. Um, I say this a lot and we'll get back. We still have all of our stock ups to get to, but um, if you're a Cowboys fan, right, if you love football and, and it's kind of a big part of your life, like I think it is for all of us that are here, at least 
Um, this is just this is the best, right? Like this, this is and this is why the week one loss to Tampa was so disheartening because it, it, it just feels like it ruins everything, right? It feels like it's gonna be this veil that hangs over your holidays, right? It's just gonna it takes so much wind out of the sails. And so for the Cowboys, we like look, like Eagles fans are coping right now, so they're gonna say that we're referring to this as our Super Bowl when that's not the case. But I promise you, we will all remember this forever. Whoever you are, wherever you are, however you watch this, you will remember it on some level because because it was incredible. You will always associate it. That Remember that Christmas Eve when Dak Prescott was dealing? Remember on Christmas Eve when Dak hit T.Y. on third and 30? Remember on Christmas Eve when, when Micah you know, forced the Cowboys to call timeout on fourth down? Remember on Christmas Eve when Deron Bland got the interception? Remember on Christmas Eve when Eagles fans cried and coped because they couldn't handle the fact that they're maybe not the absolute 100% indestructible force that they hyped themselves up to me? Remember on Christmas Eve? It's that day. It's Christmas Eve. And that really happened. Thank you so much, Anthony. I really appreciate that uh, from the bottom of my heart. Uh, so Fab, uh, Fab says, D.Y. Hill was a great pickup once he's more involved in the offense. Agreed. Roberto, thank you for the super chat, says, Jerome Bland makes this draft an A+. Cowboys draft class really looks amazing. Uh, making sure we don't miss any of the uh, comments post-game from the Cowboys. By the way, uh, for what it's worth, um, as far as post-game comments are concerned, Jerry Jones speaking with the local media said, it sounds like the Cowboys got out of today's game without any notable injuries. That is the biggest win of all. So congratulations to the Cowboys for that. And I do want to say on this on the subject of this, because we, we do have to touch on this. Um, and we're about to, I promise, we're going to get to stock ups. But Cowboys won today. That's an important thing. The New York Giants lost today, which is an important thing. So what that means, the Giants lost and the Cowboys win. Whenever the NFC East is decided, the Cowboys are locked into the five seed. I'm going to make this very simple for you. If the Cowboys lose on Thursday night to the Tennessee Titans, they are the five seed. If the Cowboys win on Thursday night, but the Eagles beat the Saints next Sunday, the Cowboys are the five seed. Nothing they do after that can change it. So as soon as the NFC East is decided, and that can happen with any Cowboys loss or any Eagles win, as soon as that happens, the Cowboys are locked into the five seed. They are going to be either the division winner or the five seed. They will not be the six or the seven seed. Now, on the subject of this, like kind of other things that have to do with the Cowboys but don't have to do with the Cowboys, I know I said right now that a Cowboys loss would clinch the division for the Eagles. I don't know that the Cowboys are going to lose on Thursday night to the Tennessee Titans. By the way, it's going to be a fun, fast week, obviously, with that happening, so we'll have you covered here at Blogging the Boys. But the Titans lost today. The Tennessee Titans did lose to the Houston Texans, which is wild. I was one of the only people at SB Nation to pick Houston to win, so shout out to me. Um, but because of this loss, because of the fact that the Jaguars won on Thursday night, I promise I'm going somewhere with this, and because the Texans beat the Titans, so more specifically because the Titans lost, the Titans cannot improve their playoff positioning at all next week. All right. A win or a loss, whatever happens to the Titans on Thursday night against the Cowboys, it doesn't impact them. It might impact their seating, but in reality, it really doesn't. The Titans ultimately have to win their week 18 game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. That is going to be for the AFC South. That will probably be the Sunday night football game in week 18. So if you're the Titans, if it was us, right, if, if that was our team, we'd be saying, don't even play anybody in this game, right? Don't, don't play anybody. Rest people because you don't need this game on Thursday night. You need the one after that. So that works out in favor of the Cowboys. Uh, so um, it's tough. Brian, by the way, says, oh, my gosh, who loses or almost loses to the Texans? Sheesh, that is really, really funny. Um, so uh, well done. Sam is here, by the way, everybody in the comments. Sam Bankman dash fried says Dak didn't ball out. Gardner Minshew balled out. Also, Sam says in his comment, her comment, I'm not sure 
um, says uh, Dak Prescott is the most amazing player I've ever seen. Sam Bankman Fried said this, and I wish Dak Prescott were on the Philadelphia Eagles. Dak is much better than any player who has ever played for the Eagles in Philadelphia Eagles history. Um, just reading the comment um, as it says, or as it's written, LG, I think we have a, a bot. Let me get this bot out of here. So I'm put this user in timeout. Um, Choco uh, says, so uh, I'm sorry, Choco, I'm trying to get your comment here. Choco says, so is Dak not in a system offense? Um, no, not as much. I Look, I think I think Jalen Hurts is like the fifth best quarterback in the NFL at worst, right? That at the absolute worst. He's like the fifth best quarterback in the NFL. I think Nick Sirianni, while we're having our fun, is an amazing head coach. I think Howie Roseman is an amazing assembler of a roster. I say this with no disrespect intended at all towards Jalen Hurts. I think Nick Sirianni and Howie Roseman and the Eagles staff are better at their respective jobs than Jalen Hurts is at his respective job. They have made Jalen Hurts' job much less difficult. But Jalen Hurts obviously does it at an incredibly high level, which he deserves full and total credit for. Uh, So, I mean, it's just a weird thing. But the Eagles are an amazing team, which Gardner Minshew proved. That's what I'm saying. Gardner kind of proved Micah Wright. (laughs) Like It's a weird thing. I I know it, it sounds like an insult, but it's really not. It's a testament to what um what what the Eagles have built they deserve all credit for that uh, but they deserve all credit for losing uh to the Cowboys obviously on uh, on Saturday afternoon merry christmas one and all uh let's move on uh let's see here uh making sure I'm not missing any important comments uh fly eagles fly thank you for joining us uh does know that, that an eagles win clinches the division that's right like we just talked about if the eagles beat the saints next sunday the Cowboys um, are the five seed. But if Dallas loses, like we said, on, on Thursday night, they are the five seed. Philly wins the division. So Philadelphia could technically uh, win the division without playing another snap, depending on what happens on uh, on Thursday night. So, okay, let's move on. Stock up. I have a lot of stock ups to get to. Rain, Dakota Prescott. All right. If you are here in the chat, all right, if you're here after the fact or you're late, well, you know, it's up to you. But if you are here in the chat, I would like to, you to send an emoji, a uh, comment, anything you want to let us know that you always believed. I would like to know if you always believed that you never doubted in Dak Prescott. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. And to be very clear, when you say you never doubted, that doesn't mean that you think he's perfect. That doesn't mean that you think that he doesn't make any mistakes. Oh, I like what Fab did, the salute emoji. If it's not too late for you guys, that's the one. Let's do the salute emoji. If you never doubted, respect to you, because there was never any reason to doubt. There was never any logical reason to doubt. There was never anything that suggested this dude was anything other than somebody who, like everybody else, makes the occasional mistake, somebody who, like most people, sometimes has luck bounce against him, but for the most part, is an incredible, electrifying, unbelievable quarterback. Kenneth Cook says, in Dak, we trust, with the thumbs up emoji. Ami, oh, I like all the different emojis we're getting here. Drops the four emoji. Stelios 300 Cowboys with a bunch of angel emojis. Skylar with a bunch of the, um, the like, party one with the, like, party head on and the, like, 
a thing that, that's coming out of the emoji. Um, respect. Perry says, our fearless leader. Some of your comments, I don't know why our platform isn't showing to me. It's like a, a square box. Maybe you have um, advanced phones or something like that. Astro Joe says, fire emoji. Johnny Boy says, MVP. I mean, seriously, what an incredible, incredible performance. This, this was one of the best games that Dak Prescott has ever played as a member of the Dallas Cowboys. The moment that he had with T.Y. Hilton was one of the finest moments that he has ever had as a player for the Dallas Cowboys. And there are a lot to choose from. Sam Bankman-Fried says, I have doubted and accurately assessed uh, Dak Prescott from his Mississippi State days. Uh, I'm, maybe I misjudged you, Sam Bankman-Fried, my bad. Uh, so from his Mississippi State days, and I have never wavered even for a single moment in thinking he cannot play the quarterback position. Sam Bankman-Fried, I apologize. I, I jumped the gun. I'm too, I'm too hopped up. I'm all, I'm all shook up. Um, so, uh, good times. Um, so apologies, Sam. Joe says Dak is MVP, ex except the pick six, I think is what you said. Jared says, uh, man, my boy Dak was in the zone. Hunter says, RIP my super Hunter. I'm looking for your super chat. Don't worry. I'm, I'm racing to find it, racing to find it. Uh, let's see here. Here we go. Hunter. Thank you uh, for letting me know. I love them, but the D seems to have a tackle for loss every run. And then they break for five or six. Also, the turnovers are fluky, but sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. This is very well said. Um, and, and the turnover thing was why I'm only going to speak for myself. I doubted the Cowboys defense entering this season because that's why people say when we say things like, you know, there's going to be regression in the turnover department. It's because turnovers are fluky. You cannot predict them. You cannot control them. You can influence turnovers, certainly right with pressures and things like that, but you cannot ultimately control them. You cannot control the fact that Tyler Bionish saved the Cowboys by ripping that fumble out. You cannot control the fact that the fumble at the very end by Miles Sanders bounced in a way that worked out for the Cowboys. You cannot control the fact that Deron Bland was able to come away with the interception. You cannot control the fact that Dallas Goddard was able to come away with that almost interception. Turnovers are a fluky thing, so you cannot count on them, but if you cannot count on them, holy hell, you can count on Dak Prescott. And so that's a nice sort of safety blanket to have. I do agree, though. These third and longs, Dan Quinn, hey, dude, again, maybe don't send a bunch of pressure. That's not working out for you as your defense is currently constructed with the players you have missing. So um, that's um, that's tough. Sam adds the only way Dallas's defense can get a stop is by getting a lucky turnover. That's literally what happened in this game. No Eagles punts. It was literally only I would say the first turnover was legitimate. The, the J-Ron interception, that was amazing. Um, but other than that, it was just kind of – and I, I'd also throw the Duran interception in there if you really want to. But other than that, it was just luck or it was the end of the game. Uh, Malik Weaver, thank you for the Super Chats. His great game. Looking forward to the divisional with some uh, eagle emojis. Malik, thank you very much for being a good sport uh, about the loss. Seriously, um, we have a lot of fun, obviously, with the rivalry. But if, if we can all be fun and civilized at the end of the day, after some fun trash talk, that's what matters the most. Malik Weaver, Merry Christmas to you and your family and a Happy New Year. Um, health, wealth, and happiness um, to everybody, you, uh, you and yours. So thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Ricky says, first down runs were killing me. I agree. Michael says, we only won because of the four turnovers thanks to our defense. I would also say we only won because of the offense and how amazing they were, although that's obviously implied uh, to, uh, to your point. But stock up, Dak Prescott. So next up for me, stock up, C.D. Lamb. All right. I know people say this a lot, and I think I'm too old to say this now, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. He is him. All right. C.D. Lamb. See him, Lamb. All right. C.D. him. Whatever, however you say it to be cool with the kids. C.D. Lamb is him. C.D. Lamb was amazing. C.D. Lamb owned this game. C.D. Lamb had over 100 yards in the first half against the Philadelphia Eagles. He finished 10 catches, 120 yards, 
two touchdowns. If you're in your fantasy football playoffs, I hope, like me, you had CeeDee Lamb on your roster and you benefited from it. Amit says 88 balled out. Michael says CeeDee is playing outside of his mind right now. All due respect to Amari Cooper. All due respect to Amari. Amari had a handful of amazing games. And I'm not at all sliding, Amari. Please recognize, all right? Please recognize. Amari had the 200-yard games. He would have those, like, just unbelievable takeover games. But the way CD is playing right now, sustained playing right over, over these last few weeks, this is the most dominant on a week-to-week basis. You can tell me if you agree or disagree. This is the most dominant on a week-to-week basis that any Dallas Cowboys wide receiver has been since the last one that wore number 88. I love Amari Cooper. I'm pissed that Amari Cooper is not on this team anymore, but he is not playing, or excuse me, CD is playing it at a much higher sustained week-to-week rate than we ever saw from Amari. Amari had these amazing blow-up, unbelievable, just chaotically good games, but afterwards, you wouldn't get that, right? You did have that that kind of five-game stretch right after the Cowboys traded for him that was wild, but, you know, that was the frustration that a lot of people had, right? Was, you know, man, he, he kind of disappears, and and I think disappears is a bit of an overblown thing that, that makes it sound like he, you know, he would have, like, zero catches in a game. That would never happen, uh, but man alive, I mean, CD is just unbelievable right now trevor and gregory thank you for the super chat i hope you have a merry christmas trevor and gregory i don't know if this is trevor or gregory in the picture that is here for the the, uh visual audience but i'm gonna assume i'm gonna assume it's trevor in in the picture uh trevor and gregory says i just bought a super chat just to hear you mention maher he has been cowboys mvp this year not once has he been disappointing holiday crow all right trevor take another sip of this orange soda of mine so, um, oh, by the way, uh, not to dodge this question, but I just saw a tweet from John Michaud of The Athletic, Dak Prescott on the possibility of facing the Eagles in the playoffs. Quote, very confident. Love it. Love it, baby. Anyway, Trevor and Gregory, um, I've eaten a lot of crow on Brett Maher many times here on our postgame shows, and I'm happy to do it, obviously. I'm happy to do it again, um, you know, despite the fact that I've done it, Brett Maher has been amazing. Look, the Cowboys won this game and Dak gets all the headlines and CD and we're, we're giving a lot of love to everybody here, but they don't win this game if Brett Maher isn't perfect. I mean, this is a game when you score 40 points and the other team scores 34, you need every single one to win. He was four for four on field goals, four for four on extra points. I know that's like, oh, he only had eight kicks. This man is money. Put Brett Maher in the Pro Bowl. All right, Brett Maher has reworked himself. He had a phenomenal interview a few weeks ago with Haley Sutton and Brad Sham on the Cowboys Hour. I encourage everybody to go back and listen to it. He talks a lot about kind of uh, the road he's taken. Brett Maher, I mean, essential, absolutely essential to what the Dallas Cowboys are doing here as of late. You don't win this game. You don't feel as comfortable as we do as Dallas Cowboys fans if he's not your kicker. He deserves an enormous amount of credit for that. So thank you very much, um, Trevor and Gregory, for letting me know. Brian, thank you for the super chat. Says, I still have, everybody go follow Brian on TikTok at Talk Cowboys. I still have doubts about Dak, but he gets way more hate than he deserves and also gets more love than he deserves. He's really good, but not elite since 2018. Needs to prove it still. Brian, I love you too. Um, but I, Dak is at, playing at an elite level right now. I really think so. I, and I would say it's very strange. It's, you know, he's playing at an, an elite level um, with like very small moments that aren't great, right? Uh, you know, it, and it's it's not fair to cherry pick or cherry pick away them, but it's not like we're seeing poor play sustainably. It's, it's elite play with just 
singular moments and those count those matter those are important right those those way you so maybe to your point brian um that weighs down the overall grade uh but you know we talk about flukes right we talk about turnovers being fluky at some point it may not be this season but at some point that fluky regression works out, right? We're seeing the Cowboys, unfortunately, from an offensive standpoint, uh, live, live in the negative part of the spectrum. Um, so hopefully, um, you know, in the coming weeks, it bounces, uh, bounces the Cowboys' way. Um, yeah, that's the thought. But anyway, um, logical fantasy he hasn't played elite consistently. That's the problem. See, again, I disagree with this. I mean, I, I think the Cowboys have gotten elite quarterback play the last few weeks. I would fine. If you, if you want to say Dak was not elite against the Houston Texans, I'm not going to fight that fight, but I mean, he was elite when they had to have it. He was elite at the very end and he doesn't, you know, deserve all the credit in the world for that, but he deserves credit for that. To Brian's point, he was absolutely elite against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Cowboys peed down their leg at the wrong time. The pick six happened at the wrong time. Um, but he is today right now. Um, and I'm in the moment. So let's be very clear about that. Um, I'm in the moment, but today the only quarterbacks I would take ahead of Dak are Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. I'm looking at my helmets off screen and I, I, I would fight a fight for, with anybody else. I think other people who are in contention, um, are obviously Jalen hurts, obviously Josh Allen, Josh Allen almost threw the game away for the Buffalo bills today. If anybody watched Josh Allen lost a 17 point lead in much more embarrassing fashion than Dak Prescott did earlier this season. I know this is a – I mean this as a compliment to him, not as a slight to Dak. I'd put Kirk Cousins in the mix. People do not want to respect Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins was incredible today for the Minnesota Vikings as as he led that drive to win the game. Kirk Cousins is playing some insane football right now himself, but because people are stuck on the jokes and the memes and all sorts of things when it comes to Kirk, they do not want to see it. Kirk Cousins is playing like one of the best quarterbacks, the three best quarterbacks in the NFC today. Put them in whatever order you want. Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins. Those are the three best in the NFC today. Uh, so um, anyway, let's move on. Uh, next stock up for me, we've talked about Dak Prescott, C.D. Lamb, Deron Bland. How do you not? What a turnover. What an interception. Um, man, um, where does Deron Bland rank um, in this year's rookie class in your mind? Right. You know, Sam Williams, who we hope is, is healthy and, and hope is, is feeling better after the car accident this week. I mean, and I'm not talking value to the team, right? Tyler Smith. Um, as an elite player is worth so much because he's your left tackle of the present and the future. Um, but Deron Bland is like third at worst. He might be second at worst. I mean, like Deron Bland is amazing and not getting somehow enough national Deron. I mean, look there, I, I say this somewhat tongue in cheek, some just a bit tongue in cheek. Deron Bland is, is in the conversation for defensive rookie of the year, but he's getting no love, right? Because he's not a first round pick or a day two pick or whatever. And that's, that's fine. That's understandable. I I'm not going to, you know, make a big old hoopla about that, but Deron Bland is on apps. And thank you. D uh, Dr. Fonville says Bland needs rookie of the year votes. I mean, seriously, what a performance when the Cowboys had to have it. He came away. He was the hero Deron, over and over and over and over again. Deron Bland has been amazing. Uh, Amit says, calling it now, Bland is CB2 for 2024. You might be a year too far, Amit. You might be, I mean, like you, you might be a year too far. Um, I know, I don't know if you're still assigning some faith to Kelvin Joseph. And, and you know what? This actually segues me into my next one. So, Deron Bland, give you all the credit in the world. Stock up, Nation Wright. I mean, I, I don't know that, um, that, I mean, the Cowboys haven't like announced this. By the way, I have not seen this, obviously. Uh, but when you're done here, uh, you should go check out Jane Slater's interview. She tweeted this. She interviewed T.Y. after the game. 
Uh, Jane's tweet says, he told me Dak is him, but tonight the 33-year-old could make the same case. Welcome back to the league, T.Y. Hilton. Uh, so go watch that interview. I'm sure it's a great one. Jane Slater, friend of the show. Um, but Nashawn Wright, um, I thought was awesome in this game. And again, um, not to um, not to say that the Cowboys have openly said they're done with Kelvin Joseph, but I think this game was enough proof, right? I mean, Nashawn Wright was thrown in there into the mix and, and I thought played really, really, really well. And you could argue this is the toughest task he'll face unless the Cowboys play the Eagles again, right? I mean, there's no receiver duo think about that and that's kind of an exciting thing obviously the titans are, are down the commander's game is in all likelihood meaningless but you know they're not this this group um if the whoever wins the nfc south doesn't have a duo that comes close to philly i mean you could argue that nothing is going to be as difficult for deron bland excuse me for nashawn right down the stretch than it was today um so, you know, while we sit, while we sat here and uh, and kind of bagged on Dan Quinn for a little while, this was his dude. It was Nishan Wright. And so um, it worked out um, for him. Nishan Wright was awesome today. Astro Joe says, I think the defense has a personality from Quinn. They are aggressive. They make great plays, but the trade-off is giving up some big plays, too. I think that's fair. Uh, Mark says, the Eagles' first road loss of the season is the Cowboys clinch at least the fifth seed in the NFC. Also, Dak has yet to lose to an NFC East team so far this decade 2020s that's interesting a lot of people define decade is like in this case starting in 2021 but i like this that's a, a really great way to put it jason says cowboys won this game because eagles turnover scott back uh stock back up db scott back up db burn twice maddox would have picked that th picked up that third and ten and to be very clear here um i don't know what the situation is we'll obviously pay attention to it um, does anybody have an update on Lane Johnson? The Eagles suffered multiple injuries in this game, and you never want to see that. We have fun with the rivalry. We hope every player is healthy. We hope Jalen Hurts is healthy. Lane Johnson, Avante Maddox, Jordan Davis. There were a lot going around, uh, but um, but I, I haven't seen any update on those myself. Um, so if anybody has anything, oh by the way, Trayvon Diggs. Uh, speaking of Deron Bland, Trayvon Diggs just quote tweeted a tweet from the NFL. Uh, obviously with Deron's interception, and said defensive rookie of the year. Give him his love, NFL. Give him his love. Oh, Trevor and Gregory, thank you for letting me know about your second super chat. I'm working my way back up. Found it. Thank you. Uh, Cowboys letting Dak run the ball makes this offense completely different. Great point, Trevor and Gregory. Which one of you is this? Running the account tonight. He, his, uh, he needs to run the ball to help open up the play action, which is his strength. The only part I will disagree with you on, there's nothing that has to happen to open up the play action. Chris Collinsworth said this so well a few years ago on NFL Total Access, and I'm going to take his exact quote. Play action is effective regardless of how you are running the football. Obviously, if you're running the football well, the threat is exaggerated and is exacerbated. The Las Vegas Raiders just scored, by the way, Hunter Renfro, if anybody's playing fantasy. So uh, best of luck to you. But um uh trevor says uh it's trevor gregory is my son thank you very much trevor uh merry christmas to you and your son gregory um so only thing i would say is play action is effective regardless of that but i'm totally with you let dak run the ball it really does add a different dynamic a different wrinkle uh to this offense and obviously Dak can do it and i think we all trust Dak prescott to do it in ways that work out um here we go our friends from niners nation uh anybody who's curious uh this is sb nation's home of the san francisco 49ers my great friends rob stats guerrera and kyle posey work over there uh stats if this is his comment did pick the cowboys uh to cover i'm sorry to win this game but took the eagles to cover when the line was four and a half so everybody make fun of stats if that's him for losing money uh, the Cowboys did win and did cover, but stats, thank you very much. Uh, Niners Nation says, Merry Christmas, RJ. Our gift to you is that you don't have to play the 49ers in the first round. 
I am terrified of the 49ers. And here's the thing. The Eagles played the Cowboys so tough in this game today and are clearly a very good team. Bobby Ellis says, bring on the 49ers. Bobby, respect you um, and respect your opinion. I want none of that. I want nothing to do with that. I'm super terrified of that. Maybe it's ridiculous. Maybe it's just prison of the moment. Maybe it's just based off of last year. But I want nothing to do with that. I would much rather play this Eagles team again than the 49ers. The 49ers can absolutely have their way with the Cowboys. I have a much more difficult time seeing the Cowboys win that game than I do seeing the Cowboys win a game against the Philadelphia Eagles once again later on down the road in the playoffs. Logical fan agrees with me, says the Niners are way more scary than the Eagles. Very, 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 very much agreed. All right. So, um, by the way, Brian notes says, why didn't Stats send that as a super chat? How cheap Stats, if you're still here with us. You know, it's a tough question that you have to answer, my friend. Um, Daryl Guru Johnson says, I'm so happy for the win. RJ, I'm sick that we didn't uh, put the game away. What was the first down call where Dak lost yards? That is not going to get it done in the playoffs. I agree. Um, it's tough that the Cowboys left the door open. Bit of a different twist on what they did last week. The Cowboys did accomplish, obviously, um, burning as many Eagles timeouts as they could. Again, Dak should not have stepped out of bounds uh, on the positive side of the two-minute warning. Um, it's tough, tough cookies. I mean, there's nothing to say. It, it would have been better if they had put uh, the game away. I think we all obviously agree with that. Uh, back to stock ups. Um, so we've taken care of Dak Prescott, CD Lamb, Deron Bland, Nation Wright. Um, it should have been obvious, but Brett Maher is a stock up. So I've given it to him. My final stock up, and this is going to be controversial. All right. It's going to be controversial. There's going to be some of you are upset about this. And I care a little bit. So I don't mean this the way it sounds, but I don't care. Stock up. Kellen Moore. All right. Much like Brett Maher, I'm going to say that I have said some things that were proven wrong. All right. Brett Maher, I said a lot of things. I had to eat all the crow. Right. And that's fine. My belly's full. Um, by the way, I'm going to eat some more dinner in a little bit. I'm really pumped. It's just a, what a great day this is. But um, anyway, um, I do think that people have gone a little too far on the Kellen Moore hate. Now, Kellen Moore, like Dak Prescott, not perfect. Kellen Moore certainly has his flaws. Kellen Moore certainly has things that I would like to be different. But there, there are things that I would like to be different in the sense that, like, I would like the Cowboys to have success every play, right? That's not a real or sustainable line of thought, right? It's, it's not possible for the Cowboys to, to, to average 10 yards a play, right? I, you know, if Kellen Moore does that, cool. He has my vote. Best offensive coordinator in the history of the world. What are you doing with Kevontae Turpin pitching it? I mean, this weird thing. If you want the ball in Kevontae Turpin's hands, Kellen, maybe just put the ball in his hands. Maybe just simply put the ball in his hands. We're cool with that. You don't have to be doing anything crazy or anything weird. That being said, I'm going to read you the Cowboys' possessions in this game. In a game where the defense, granted, they did take the ball away sometimes. Some, you know, That's notable. But in a game where the defense did not force a single punt. All right? Cowboys' first possession. Pick six, tough scene, not exactly what you want to see. After that, touchdown. After that, touchdown. After that, field goal. After that, end of half, not really a real possession. They did punt, bunch of losers. They punted their first possession of the, of the second half. After that, field goal. After that, touchdown. After that, touchdown. After that, field goal. After that, field goal. They scored on every single possession that the defense gave them. So while we talk about, yeah, well, the defense didn't force a punt, but they didn't give the Cowboys the ball. Cowboys scored. Cowboys said, you're giving us a turnover. Cashing it in, baby. Cash it. Let's do it. Let's work. Let's roll. All right. Kellen Moore deserves a lot of credit. 
All right. Again, he's not perfect. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he is the best offensive coordinator to ever live. But that's not said in like, a, well, he's like number 10. No, this dude is cooking. Kellen is cooking right now. We have to give him some credit. And there are people who are not going to say one word about Dan Quinn after this game, but are going to bag on Kellen like he is the worst person associated with this team. Kellen Moore deserves credit. This offense is unbelievable. Granted, they did not punch it in and put the game away like we talked about at the very end. Uh, Robbie Thedford, by the way, says, about time to open gifts here. Thanks for the win, boys. Robbie, congratulations. Merry Christmas. Hope you get whatever you wanted. Hope you enjoy uh, the gift opening memories that you're about to make with your loved ones and those around you. But Kellen deserves a lot of credit. We have to give Kellen Moore some credit. Logical fan, I disagree with you, says he still needs to earn his flowers in the playoffs. We can't do this. We can't just sit here and say, man, well, I'm only going to give them credit if they make it to the NFC Championship game. That's so hard to do. Like, think There are two teams who are going to make it to the NFC Championship game. There are two. There are just two of them, all right? And we're sitting here and we're saying if, if they don't do it, they're this bunch of losers. I mean, that's just such – that's an unfair way to look at this in my mind. Kevin says that I'm bipolar on more from week to week. I feel like I've, I've kind of turned the corner. Again, not a perfect coordinator. Um, but but somebody who I think deserves a lot of credit. Burmese Star says, Kellen's got to grow, but let's not pretend his offenses aren't constantly number one with Dak. Thank you, Burmese Star. Again, you put Dak to work in Kellen Moore's offense, you're typically going to get some songs you like to hear. I mean, they are unstoppable for the most part. They are going to score points a lot with Kellen Moore calling the plays, and they deserve a lot of credit for that. Michael actually says, give credit to Kellen Moore, but I still think he is not head coach material. But a good offensive coordinator, that's a different discussion, right? Certainly you can argue the merits of that. He's interviewed, hasn't gotten an offer seemingly. Uh, but uh, but Kellen Moore, I think, deserves a lot of credit for this game. So kudos to Kellen Moore. Bobby says Moore is playing second fiddle to McCarthy. See that big old play sheet in Mike's hands? Again, I'm, I don't have Mike McCarthy as a stock up. But, man, if somebody wants to give it to him, Mike McCarthy is 11-4. and four. Mike McCarthy has won at least 11 games in back-to-back seasons for the Dallas Cowboys. Give this man some credit. Stop saying, well, Sean Payton wants Vic Fangio to be his defensive coordinator. Who cares? You have one of the best head coaches in the NFL on your team if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan. Embrace him. Love him. Enjoy him. Um, so that's how I feel about that. But I like this comment from Ricky. He says, Dak was so crispy tonight. What a what a just unbelievable performance. Absolutely unbelievable performance my orange soda is trying to come up on me that was weird carlos thank you for the comment says merry christmas btb cowboys nation and all the cowboys haters that is very very well said um let's see here ethan says nobody wants to say this but we may have just watched zeke's last home game as a dallas cowboy i hope not but if so goodbye legend um this is a bit of a come down to earth moment from ethan it is very possible sam says zeke is no legend i definitely think he is like with zeke has been one of the faces of the Cowboys since they moved out of Valley Ranch, right? Like you cannot tell the history of the Dallas Cowboys without Ezekiel Elliott. That's not to say he's the best player in franchise history, but he's definitely a legend um, in a lot of ways within the confines of this particular organization, this particular franchise. But it is very possible that we did just watch the last Dallas Cowboys home game of the season. If the Cowboys don't win the NFC East, which is very unlikely that they will, they are going to have to be on the road in the playoffs. Even if they are a wild card team, it is technically possible um, that the Cowboys could host a playoff game, but there would have to be more wins by wild card teams down the road. Um, so it's an unlikely sort of thing. Um, but it's, so in all likelihood, the Cowboys did just play their last game of the season at home. Astro Joe says Zeke is a Cowboy through and through. So to recap my stock ups, I have Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, 
Jerron Blaine, Michael Gallup, Kellen Moore, Nation Wright, Brett Maher, Stock Downs, Trayvon Diggs, Dan Quinn, uh, Anthony Barr, honorable mention T.Y. Hilton. Um, and, you know, just while we're on the subject of honorably mention, mentioning things, did you know that the Dallas Cowboys won on Saturday? Which means that the Philadelphia Eagles lost. The Dallas Cowboys won on Saturday and the Philadelphia Eagles lost. And the reason that this sentence is true is because the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles played a game against one another. The Dallas Cowboys won that game and the Philadelphia Eagles lost that game. I will repeat it one time in case the math here is not obvious. The game that the Philadelphia Eagles played on Christmas Eve against the Dallas Cowboys, they lost that game. The Philadelphia Eagles did. And the game that the Dallas Cowboys played on Christmas Eve against the Philadelphia Eagles, they won that game. The Dallas Cowboys did. Um, you know, just those are the facts. Those, those are the facts as, as I see them, right? You know, make your own truth. Live your own truth. Live your life. But this is factual. This is objective, undeniable, undisputable fact. So um, like we said, the Dallas Cowboys technically – can still win the NFC East. Technically, 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 technically still win the NFC East. They, what do they need, RJ? What do they need? Get my hopes up, all right? It's Christmas time, baby. We're opening up presents tomorrow, maybe tonight, maybe earlier today, whatever the case may be. What do the Cowboys need? I'm going to ask Santa when I go sit on his lap right now. The Cowboys have to win their last two games. Tennessee on Thursday night. We talked about it. The Titans have absolutely nothing to play for, so they should rest. They should get ready for Week 18. They have to win that game, and they have to win the week after which is 15 days from now on the road against the Washington Commanders. Obviously, both of these games are on the road. What else has to happen? The Eagles have to lose. The Eagles have to lose out. They have to lose on Saturday. I'm sorry, Sunday. I'm all over the place against the New Orleans Saints, whose first-round draft pick they own. Saints look kind of okay, obviously, today. And they would also have to lose in Week 18 against the New York Giants. Now, the Seahawks lost, obviously, on Saturday, but they did not lose any pace with the Giants or the Commanders because all three of those teams lost. So it's very possible the Giants have to win that game in Week 18 for something. Um, they cannot get the five seed now, even if they wanted. But uh, but yeah, so um, that's what has to happen. Cowboys have to win out. Eagles have to lose out, which they technically started the process of because, like we talked about, the Eagles lost on Saturday because they played the Dallas Cowboys and the Dallas Cowboys um, were better than them. So. That's a tough scene, but um, I like this. Perry Peters, uh, thank you for the super chat. Says birds are not real. Very well said. Very very well said. Brian, thank you for the super chat. Says Dallas forever, Philly for never. Shout out to girls talking boys here on the Blog and the Boys podcast network. Birds aren't real. What an amazing day! What an amazing day! These days are rare, all right? Like, and I think that that's something. Um, oh, Perry says, tell us again how we beat the Eagles, RJ. Well, Perry, here's the thing. Uh, the Cowboys and Eagles played the same game um, or played a game against one another. It wasn't the same game because the Dallas Cowboys played a winning game and the Eagles played a losing game. So it wasn't the same game. Uh, but, um, but the Dallas Cowboys scored 40 points and the Philadelphia Eagles scored 34 points. And any math you check, um, in any language, um, as we learned in Mean Girls, math is the same in any language. So any, any math you do, 40 is more than 34, which means that the performance that the Philadelphia Eagles put forth on Saturday, Christmas Eve was not good enough. And it was not good enough specifically because they played against the Dallas Cowboys. So just so we're clear, because I know there's some Eagles fans in the comment section because they want to experience what it's like to be on the winning side of a Christmas Eve game here in 2022. Um, so to that point, um, 
the way the Eagles played on Christmas Eve was not good enough to beat the Dallas Cowboys. That's how we got here, Perry. Uh, thank you uh, for asking and offering me another opportunity. It's important that we all get our facts straightened out here, right? And the facts are the Dallas Cowboys won, the Philadelphia Eagles lost. Um, and the facts are that on Christmas morning, if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, you wake up as a winner. And if you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan, on Christmas morning, you wake up as a loser. So that's just um, those are the facts. Perry says the Eagles have never beaten the Cowboys on Christmas Eve. You really do hate to see it. You really just hate to see it. It's a tough, um, tough team. I still haven't seen anything uh, about the Eagles injuries. Like I said, in all seriousness, really do wish them the best. Hope that they are healthy as soon as possible. But, um, but man, these days are rare. It's hard. I mean, it, it is a hard thing uh, for an NFL team to be this consistently good. And so I'm just so grateful. This was such a fun day, such a fun game. Um, and like I said, it's one that you kind of like remember. You remember these weird moments that are tied to these, you know, seminal moments, right? Some of you said, you know, we're going to go open presents. You'll remember that, right? You'll remember, man, we were opening presents and we were high-fiving and we were we were talking. We were, Arjun was making these jokes about how the Cowboys won and the Eagles lost because actually it's not a joke. It's real. It's the truth. I mean, nobody can run from that truth. It's, it's that the Cowboys won and the Eagles lost on Christmas Eve. Um, but um, I'm just so happy. I'm so grateful. This has been such an unpredictable Cowboys season and, and something we've talked a lot about um, has, has been every Cowboys season to date. Um, if you're... 35 or younger um every successful ones in the drought has sort of been similar right they've all been kind of similar in that they've had these great offenses and in this you know kind of questionable defensive performance and i know i'm sort of describing obviously what we just saw but for the most part this this has been very different we're, we're used to the same story we're used to the same sort of sequence we're used to the cowboys being good in the same sort of way and this has not been that this has been left-footed this has been weird this has been this this shouldn't have happened they were four and one they were four and one without Dak Prescott and so I don't know how that happened I don't know how they got here but they did and they are two weeks away from the tournament beginning for them in all likelihood once again and they have just proven to the world that they can do anything they can I mean you all you gotta do is get hot if, if you're in the playoffs with a player like Micah Parsons a player like Trayvon Diggs a quarterback like Dak Prescott a wide receiver like CeeDee Lamb Anything can happen. Does that mean it will happen? No, it probably won't. We talk about that all the time. The odds are overwhelming against the idea that it will, but it is definitely possible. We are here, and the next two weeks are going to be fun and interesting and weird. It's possible the Cowboys win out. It's possible they lose out. It's possible they split those games. You never know what's going to happen in the NFL, but on Saturday, December 24th, 2022, Christmas Eve, the Dallas Cowboys proved that they can do anything. All right, Last week against Jacksonville remains frustrating. All right, remains frustrating, but the Cowboys can dig themselves a 10-point hole against maybe the best team in the NFL and still win the game. That's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy if you ask me. Roy, Texas 26, says Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, Bobby says, is your mixtape co-host going to be around next week? Brandon Gowden is having a tough time based on his tweets. Um, Eagles fans are, as they say, in shambles. Um, because I know I didn't contextualize this enough. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles were not good enough to beat the Dallas Cowboys on Christmas Eve. It's just the way it goes. Just the way it goes. For anyone who's curious, if you follow me, listen or watch anything I do, I did watch Christmas Vacation. I had never seen that before um, up until yesterday, Friday. So I did watch that finally for the first time in my life. It's okay. Yeah, so maybe maybe it's just been too long. Maybe you know what I mean. Like it's just maybe it's too old, and I can't like 
feel the same way that people did when they first watched it, like a long, long time ago, it was okay. I mean, I, I, it was fine. I mean, it wasn't, it didn't change my life. It was, it was okay, whatever. Uh, but, um, with regards to Christmas, um, I speak on behalf of everyone at Blog and the Boys, all of our writers, all of our podcasters, all the people who do video content for us, do social content for us, people behind the scenes. We love you so much. We are so thankful that you choose to make us a part of your Dallas Cowboys fandom, however that is. What, whatever you consume, whatever you watch or listen to or subscribe or leave a rating or if you leave a super chat, those mean so much, obviously. Uh, but the fact that you make us a part of your Cowboys experience is a gift. And it's a gift that we don't take lightly. And, and, and obviously, this is the time of year where gifts are on everybody's mind. And we are very grateful for that gift. We try very hard. We try our absolute best to, to give you the highest quality Dallas Cowboys content that we can. Um, and obviously, it's a lot more fun uh, when the Cowboys win. And so uh, days like today, weeks like this, we're going to steer into the fun, have some fun, um, and, and just enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. No, no, no week after uh, the Washington game is promised. And so um, we're just here to have some fun. Be honest. You know, be objective, be factual. And in the spirit of being objective and factual, I will say once again that the Eagles lost and the Cowboys won. And specifically, the Eagles lost because they played the Cowboys. That is why the Cowboys won, because they were better than the Eagles on Christmas Eve. Um, so um, with all that said, I wish you and your family and your friends and your neighbors and your roommates and the people who live in your dorm, the people who you pass on the street, the people who you stare at when you walk your dog or whatever the case may be, I wish you and all those around you the merriest Christmas possible. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. If we do not speak to you, I wish you good tidings, joy, blessings to you and your family and friends in the new year. Uh, we'll obviously be here. We're not going anywhere. I mean, we still have two weeks in a playoff uh, run to get to. And even then, we're not going anywhere. This is our job. This is our thing. 24-7, 365. One more time. The Dallas Cowboys won. The Philadelphia Eagles lost. Somebody said, do it. How about them Cowboys? My son is asleep on the other side of the house. So I'm going to go, how about them Cowboys? And hope he didn't wake up. Uh, but how about them Cowboys? People take any opportunity. Oh, yeah. You know, Nick Sirianni, after after they beat the Cooper Rush-led Cowboys, walking into the tunnel after saying that it means nothing, the rivalry means nothing with his highlighter on his visor. Nick Sirianni saying doesn't mean anything. Ripped out of how about them Cowboys. What's up, Nick? One and three against the Cowboys? All time? Never wanted AT&T Stadium? Was this one for Frank Reich, Nick? Was this one for, for Frank Reich, or, or was there another one for Frank Reich? Which one was it for Frank Reich? Are we going to scream at all the people in the stands that paid good money, their hard-working money, to come be here and watch this NFL game? Dallas Cowboys won. Philadelphia Eagles lost. I wanted to have, like, a Christmas rhyme, but there's really nothing to rhyme. I, I, got, I got this. I got this. I got something that rhymes with loss. Here we go. Close it out. The Dallas Cowboys won and the Philadelphia Eagles lost. This is all true because the Dallas Cowboys won and the Philadelphia Eagles lost. Merry Christmas, everybody. We love you all. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. 
Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.